everyone. I'm Julie. And I'm Jenny with a G. We're cousins and best friends. Who live on opposite ends of the country, so we decided to start a podcast. Welcome to Get Funny. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Or as I call it, Sunday. <laughs> as I call it, another day. <laughs> But let me tell you the most scandalous part of today. I went to the store to get some salad for the mother and the father. And I was like, it'll be cute. Let me get them a little like Valentine's Day treat. Bish. (laughs) It was a Reese's cup with some Hershey's Kisses. $6.99. It should. I said, "Mm mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, so I, you didn't get it? I did not get them because I was bringing wow. the platanos and some cleaning supplies. A real, the real Dominican Valentine's Day gift. Hello. <laughs> That's what they really wanted. So I said, no, 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 no. And then I told my mom and she's like, yeah, of course not. We have chocolate here. What are you talking about? I mean, that's all That's all it is. Um, I think Valentine's Day, even when we first started dating, I, I, like I just, uh, it's so forced. <laughs> like why? It is very forced. But today I got more than I expected though. I do want to give a shout Wait, out you got to Valentine's? I got Valentine's. Yes. Plur. plur. Uh, okay. So I got some flowers from my friend Hope. She's a listener. So thanks Hi Hope. Hope. Thanks <laughs> for getting Jenny flowers. That's amazing. And then I don't know if you even caught uh, my Instagram. Hello friends. Uh, my friends did not send me shit. So Well they need to do better. Yeah. Because then I also got a surprise from I get a, I get a knock on the door a, a doorbell and I have the ring so I sure. can see oh, I can fancy. see who it is and I'm like well if this is this delivery guy is lingering because typically they throw it and they're gone by the time the ring opens up and I was like hello and he goes hi I have a, a package delivery for Henny and I was like oh offended definitely said, gonna call you henny from now on uh, okay <laughs> don't you dare oh my god so I was, <laughs> that sounds terrible yeah. so he says he, he's just like okay and i'm like is is he gonna leave like is he waiting for me to open the door that's was not it a stripper it, no and i was just like what is happening so i i got some shorts because you know pantsless every day it's your house. so I go downstairs and as I open the door, I hear surprise and it's a manny jumping out from behind a bush. And oh my he, god. He asked his friend to pretend to be the delivery person. And it was a little teddy bear. It was so cute. And then I also got a a Starbucks gift card from one of my friends from Clubhouse, Nancy. Oh my God. So thank you, uh, Nancy, Manny, and Hope for really brightening up my day. And then Ashley also got me a little, little Valentine's Day treat for Jenny's ice cream. So. Oh, okay. Clearly, I have <laughs> terrible friends. What the hell? <laughs> I don't... It was beautiful. Ashley, Manny, Ashley, Manny, Hope, and Nancy really came through, and all the text messages I got. So thanks, Valentine's. You guys, just I mean, best. I feel like part of this is my fault because I have already <laughs> established that I don't care about Valentine's Day. But at the same time, <laughs> I don't know. Well, like, I I didn't I know that expecting. you were into Valentine's Day enough to get various people to give you things to be very Do you clear give people things to be very clear <laughs> i'm into any holiday that gifts are involved and yes that's I, true i gave 
some, I didn't know I was going to see people or, you know, how we would do this. So I gave some out as well. But typically I have like little Valentines, you know, the ones that you give in elementary school, I buy those and send it out to folks. And I sometimes do uh, secret Cupid to do a gift exchange and I didn't get to do it this year. So That's a lot. Okay. now I'm going to have to do really good for St. Patrick's day. So lucky That's leprechaun not a gift giving. It does. <laughs> we can make anything a gift giving holiday. What, what is the problem? You don't want a gift on, you no, don't want a gift on I'm a random a, March day. I would rather the have 17th. a gift on just a random day, not like uh, for a holiday. I'm, not, I'm also eh. not a big gift person. I love receiving gifts. It's not my love language. I'm very bad at, I think, I don't think I'm very bad at giving gifts, but there's just sometimes I don't do it as well as I think. Like sometimes I'm just like, just tell me what you want. So you get exactly what you want. I think the best Mm, gift you can give anybody is a receipt so they can return it. (laughs) That's the best gift. Um, All right. Well. How was your week? This was such a weird week. It was a weird week. I was very stressful for me. What uh, happened? Well, because I had this what really... Happened? What happened? I had this big webinar on Wednesday. Webinar Wednesday. Oh. Damn, that just happened. We have normally been doing webinars on Wednesdays. I didn't even realize that. But it was a big in with uh, talking about Black Maternal Health and the yes. Momnibus bill, bill, and which I love that it's called the Momnibus. I did not know that. <laughs> yes, That's it's called too. the Momnibus Bills. And uh, it was incredible because... We had Congresswoman Underwood, Congresswoman Sewell from Alabama, Underwoods from Illinois, and mm-hmm. Leader Abrams. So it was just an incredible experience I'm to sorry, hear them talk. For the people, so you moderated this panel? I did. This webinar with just, all these influential women? Yes. Um, yeah. Hello. <laughs> Oh my God, I can't handle your it's, life. I, it's so, it's so incredible. So that's why I freak out. I legitimately, I love hosting things. I love talking. I love doing the whole thing, but I legitimately get very nervous right before it starts because I don't want anything to mess up because not only am I, am I emceeing, I'm also running tech at the same time. Yes, yeah, the so. tech part, but... Mm-mm. It is just one of those, like, we got to move some folks, bring them into the audience, make sure that people aren't like sending crazy questions so Your it was a zoom cool. savant i assume it was on zoom was it yes on zoom? it was on zoom and then streamed uh i try to use Streamyard. that one's a little difficult i, I just, don't know what that is it's another platform you can stream simultaneously on different social medias but uh zoom lets you do it on one and then oh. you can share but it was cool so i had so pretty much that was tuesday and monday and tuesday freaking out about that and then thursday and friday doing the follow-up for that and then we have a couple more webinars next week and yeah so it's good and then hosting some different events i hosted a little uh little love connection show on clubhouse and got some really good feedback and then we did a hosting of a versus battle okay so me and my friend Jaime on clubhouse we are (laughs) hosting these verses that have they are not affiliated with the real verses (laughs) we are just doing them randomly (laughs) of course and we were doing it last night check this out Aventura the bachata extraordinary group internationally known versus boys to men r&b group legends it was a legendary iconic moment and then of course we know that the genres are different 
But that's why we were doing it because are people they, know though, really? <laughs> it's a different language, but are they really? It's different? a different language, but we were just like, this works. When I tell you this was so difficult, the votes were coming in and we were neck to neck. It was tied by the end of 10 rounds. Aventura had five, had won five rounds. Boys to Men won five rounds. We needed to have a bonus round to figure out who was going to win. And literally the last two songs were Yo and Motown Philly. And Motown Philly won out. It was I it mean, was an incredible battle. I feel like maybe I would like Clubhouse more if I were in some of the rooms that you were in. But um, the thing about it is that you never tell me. And I'm certainly not going <laughs> to. Wow. Okay. I'm, All right. Heard. That I'm, has been heard. I'm certainly not going to open Clubhouse because if you look at the app, it does tell you like, oh, so-and-so is hosting this thing, blah, blah, blah. But I'm not about to do that to be like, is anyone hosting anything? So Wow. I will say I, I am tired of the notifications telling people where I am because then the judgment is also affiliated with that. My IRL friends are getting mightily upset when I have a clubhouse meeting. They're like, why? I'm like, because it's a pandemic and we don't Wait, have anything else to do. I was going to say, who has IRL friends right now? Like, that's not every <laughs> friend is an online friend. I don't, that doesn't make any sense. And every friend is on zoom but the funniest part i think about clubhouse in the community that i i love out there is that we'll we'll be on clubhouse and then i'll be like so do you all want the zoom link so we can see each other so they will um, give the zoom link <laughs> but then nobody hangs up the clubhouse so then we're on both at the same i'm like why are we doing this oh yeah that is weird it's weird we are it's interesting but either way I mean, um we you have don't a good have to invite me it's fine no. no, no, it's fine. No, no, I, I know, I know that it's a community that you've built for yourself. It's fine. I don't want you to feel like I, my mom said I had to bring my cousin along. <laughs> What's funny is that I actually even spoke about you last night. I was like, my cousin is so cool because this other guy has his cousin on there, and I was like, my cousin Lame. would be dope on this, but she hates Clubhouse, and now I, here we are. Sure. Into, into synced on screen. Yes. Oh my God. It's burr, the. Burr, burr. It's the. Uh, what is the word? Long it's, awaited. It's the long awaited by nobody but us. <laughs> you really. Um, really. Bridgerton episode because you've been trying to get me to watch Bridgerton. Bridgerton That's what I imagined that the theme song could be, but it if doesn't it had have words. One. Yes, okay. it would be Bridgerton. Okay. All right. Well, that's uh, something. <laughs> so Bridgerton is a Netflix series from Shondaland. It's eight episodes adapted from a rom- historical romance series by author Julia Quinn. The first book came out in 2000, which is 21 years ago. <laughs> now that is a kick in the gut. <laughs> what are we talking about 21 years ago? Uh, 21 years ago. Anyway, but whatever. Uh, but the series came out um, in December of 2020. And uh, I watched it finally. You've been trying to get me to watch it. And I, I told have. you I would. And I did. 
And uh, here I am, and I have thoughts. But um, what are okay. your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts are, just to give a little bit more breakdown, it is a love story from the 1400s. In that is incorrect. London. <laughs> what? Is I it meant, the 1400s? I meant you said 14. Bitch, is it no, maybe it's the 1700s. Jenny, I'm 18, so mad 14, at you. It is literally 18, the 1800s. 1800s. <laughs> this bitch then, 1400s. <laughs> it's all old-timey. <laughs> I don't understand. It's the year of yore. Like, you know, the times of yore. That's what it is. Yes, it's set in your times. Um, it's your times. So what bad. are we even talking about? But it's... The 1800s. <laughs> uh, uh, now I'm curious as to what you thought watching this the whole no. time you thought it was the 1400s. No, 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 no. There's something that they say. Okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's, it's a long time ago. It's a I mean, long time ago. Not that but long ago. <laughs> it is, I, it was real slow to start, y'all. Three Ooh, episodes girl. in, I was like, what are people talking about? But that episode four, I was like, wait, episode five, excuse me. Six? Oh no, they did. Seven? I was like, get me the popcorn, honey. And then when I finished with eight, I was like, you know, that was cute. Kind of confusing right at the end. I was just like, wait, what? What's happening? But I enjoyed it. I liked that they had diversity in it. I thought it was cool that they showed a black queen and then acknowledged it still to say, even though they have us here. They still were still not part of it. Like they did say that. Um, barely. Oh my barely. God. Barely. I'll get there. I'll let my let you finish. <laughs> and um I enjoyed I enjoyed the Duke, honey. And he's, he's real cute. I, by the end of this, I was like, well, maybe I should promenade. Uh, and <laughs> Be presented on the ton, acting like I was uh, like a British anything. I was like, this is beautiful. Wait, can I tell you something? You probably already know this, but it was announced like yesterday. Um, This week on Saturday on SNL, the host is the Duke. (gasps) No. But let me tell you, let me tell you, the musical guest is Bad Bunny. Shut up. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, Jenny's going to freak out. I'm freaking out. I know. I know. Yo perra sola. Oh my god! You think the Duke's gonna dance? Maybe. I looked up his name and I looked up how to pronounce it and I just forgot it. Roger Jean, Jean Page. It doesn't matter what his real name is because he will forever be the Duke. I just. So the show. <sighs> it's fine. Um. I mentioned this previously, but before I watched it, I wanted to list. I wanted to read some of the books. Oh um, yes, you did. And by read, I mean audiobooks. It's reading with my ear holes instead of my eyeballs. That takes a skill. I'm not gonna lie. I can't do it. I fall asleep. I don't always do this for TV or movies and stuff, but sometimes I do. And I, um, you know, like I like romance books, so I was like, let me check this out. And uh, so I listened to, and I didn't know anything about it. Like uh, I went in fully blind. And so the first book I think is called the Duke and I, and it is about Daphne and Simon. That's a Um, cute title. I know. And from the first, uh, like it's like a prologue and in the prologue, that's when you get the whole history of 
little Simon and his dad and his stutter oh. and his and like I was like crying and I was like this is very rude but a great way to get me on board with this character um oh. but uh yeah they were it wasn't like they weren't like the best books I've ever read but it was like oh this is entertaining oh, sorry, how many going. did you listen so, to um I have not finished all of them I I listened to the first one which is Daphne the second one is Antony Third one is Benedict. Fourth one is Colin. And I'm currently on the fifth one, which is Eloise. Um, and I kind of stopped on that one. But, yeah. Um, so they, there are a lot of changes, like some of them pretty big from the books to the show. But because I was so familiar with the book, I I don't know. It made me feel like the, the show was even slower. I was like, are we still on this? Oh, my God. But I get it. Like they're trying to do each season is a is one Bridgerton for the most part, like their focus. So they've already confirmed that next season's gonna be Antony's sort of journey to find a his wife or whatever. Um but uh yeah, I do have problems with big problems with the book. Nope, not the well, with the book, but also with the um with the series. So one thing, and I, I think this has been highlighted a lot, but the diverse casting, um, obviously in the book, literally everyone is white. So my problem here is that though you are correct in that they literally mentioned it one time. Um, it, they, was, it was the one it time. It was one time in eight episodes where they mentioned that because their queen was black, that that's how the other black people got to where they are. Like they, it opens up that world. It's the only time it's mentioned. And I think it really does a disservice to the show because if you're going to go that route of like turning this very white series into a show with non-white actors, I think that's great. But I think you have to acknowledge it more. Like I'm not saying make the show about race or every episode about race, but I think it's kind of like, I don't know. I think it's lazy to be like, well, we don't want to bring that into this because it's not about that. Well, it should be acknowledged because otherwise certain things that are happening in the show don't make a lot of sense because we're viewing it with the lens of like people who live in society and know how black people would have been treated back then. But then we're seeing it and it's like not quite a fantasy because they did acknowledge it with the queen, but it's a fantasy enough where that it never comes up when Daphne's going to marry Simon. Like her family never says anything about the fact that he's black. Um, or is he black? He's black. He's not. He's black. Yeah. Okay. His mom was, was possibly biracial. Right. There's a lot mm-hmm. of um, light skinned rep- representation yeah. in this show. My God. The father, the father was definitely he was black. black. The mom. I mean, I, since they in the beginning they just show her giving birth and I know that's it but I hear you I think um, one of the other parts of that too is the acknowledgement of a pretty much class over over anything else right because it was like he's the duke so yeah I mean he's the duke and but it just never came up and then there's the the whole like I did not like the storyline very much. The Marina Thompson with the baby and the like. So Marina is a 
biracial woman character um, who goes to stay with the Featheringtons, this like white family in the town. And uh, spoiler alert, she finds out she's preggers. Um, But the dad is at war or something. They're not. Mm -hmm. Are they at war? He he is at war. What is the war? Maybe the War of eighteen twelve. Oh, <laughs> I don't know, y'all. I don't. Isn't that American? I don't know. But yeah, he's he's in the military, so he sure. is he is away, away. At, at at least at base somewhere somewhere where the military go, and yeah, so she comes in. As like the shakeup character, because Daphne, as the main character of this season, she is considered she gets deemed perfect as the perfect one to be presented to society. And then Marina comes and they're like, oh, no, we got a new one. But Marina is pregnant and nobody's supposed to know. And yeah, nobody's supposed to know. And then it becomes a whole thing where she's trying to find someone to marry real quick so that she can pretend like the baby is theirs, whatever. But Never once in her storyline do they acknowledge that her reality would be different because she is a black woman. And I just feel like that is not fair to these characters or to us as the viewers. And because because then to me, it feels like, oh, you're just. (sighs) okay. I'm going to take a journey here as a writer of the television and films perhaps um (laughs) i my characters are most often women of color and my the point is is not to say like look how different these women are than we are the white people or whatever like that's not what i'm doing like my work is not for white people um but at the same time i don't want anyone to feel like oh we could have just cast any actor in this role because no, they're like their race and their ethnicity, their background is important to the character. It informs everything they do, even if the show is not about that. So I just feel like just substituting a person of color into these Bridgerton roles without doing much to change the character at all, or make them actually fit into this world. I think it's lazy. And that brings me to my next point, which is, the fact, mm, content warning here for sexual violence, Daphne mm, sexually assaults her husband. And that's like a big plot line. Also, the fact that the majority of this book and that the season is based off of Daphne's not knowing how babies are made is very annoying to me. <laughs> I'm like, girl, like, can we stop talking about your husband's seed? This is so weird. Yeah, she has. It's so it's definitely okay. This part. If you haven't watched the show, we are giving you all the things now. So yeah, stop listening here and go watch the show and then come back. But in essence, Daphne puts herself in a pickle when she presents herself to Simon, who's the Duke, pretty much saying, I need your help to pretend that we're trying to court each other so that I can get a suitable person to a suitable man to court me. In that, he kisses her in the garden 
and is witnessed by her arch nemesis. So because she was kissed in the garden and found by her brother, she has to have the Duke marry her, which is so bizarre because I'm like, y'all really didn't have to do this, but the brother was about to kill Simon because he had his way with his sister in the garden. It was just a kiss. And girl, all of these, I've listened, I've read a lot of historical romances and they are all, so many of them are predicated on the fact of the woman getting ruined in some way, even if nothing happens, even if they don't kiss or touch, if she's alone with a man in a place and somebody else finds out about it, scandalo, it's scandalo. It's insanity. Someone, you know, someone told me that as an adult woman, when I was going to go to someone's house, they're like, are you going to go as an unmarried woman to a man's home? And I was like, I'm sorry. What is this, the 1400s? Are we in the 1400s? Don't ever ask me that. I was shooketh. But either way, uh, as... As they are about to duel, and here's the most disappointing part of the music selection when they're doing the duel that it wasn't Hamilton's. <laughs> Ten Dual Commandments. Ten Dual Commandments. I was definitely I, singing it in my and head. And then the most egregious part of that is that they took more than 10 paces. And I was like, <gasps> are they on 12? It's 10 I did not. Paces. I did not count the oh, paces. I counted and they but were Daphne surely. foolishly dumb as hell Whoa. literally rides her horse in front of the duel as they're about to shoot. Girl, are you dumb? You know uh, are you dumb dum 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 dumb? Ma'am. I get so all the stupid. way out of here. So even in that part, Simon tells her, let's not get married because I, I will never give you a child. He tells her straight up. And so she, then, her whole thing is that she wants a big family. She comes she, from a big family. She can't wait to be a mom. It is her life. It is her life duty to have a family. But she takes pity upon the Duke because he cannot have children. That is, that's what she believed from him saying, I'm not going to give you a child. Mm-hmm. And so it is a lot of sex scenes in episode four five and quite a lot four and five like a lot like almost to the point that i had to check to see if this was the same movie i was like wait is this did this just turn into a porno real quick but (laughs) she does not know that he keeps getting pulling out listen homie is practicing the pull out method of birth control which as far as i have heard it does not work but Whatever, at least well, that's he, what he got it down to a science. <laughs> that motherfucker said, <laughs> every time, do, 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 do. stop real quick and let me have all this pain that's happening next to me. And oh he stops. But then when she finally, like, I don't even remember how she finally figured she, it out. So she, she's so stupid. She doesn't know what he's doing. She's just like, she literally is like, does that hurt? And he's like, no, uh, but girl, are you dumb? I can't, I don't want to judge because I know that women have not always had, I mean, even now the freedom supported to men, but didn't they have like some old timey Google or something? Like, no, what? Girl. Like, she could even no, go to the library. Could, people could have talked. She would have, she would have talked. No, she would have talked was, to her friends. This was all of them were 
were untouched. They, somebody would have known. But anyway. Nope. Any, they, she needed to talk to the town whore, and uh, she wouldn't have gone see her. Somebody would have known. But anyway, so she's so dumb. She's like, I don't know what is happening. But she's talking to the um, housekeeper at their whatever mansion or whatever. And the housekeeper says something about how the Duke's parents struggled for a long time to have a child. And the Duke's dad, old Duke, I don't know. Duke, <laughs> Duke, Duke senior. senior. Yeah. Duke senior. <laughs> he just, he just wanted a male heir and he would, he was so mean to his wife for not producing one. And so the housekeeper's recounting the story to Daphne and she's like, why is it always the woman's fault when they can't produce an heir? Like, it could be the husband's fault uh, because everyone knows that you need good, strong seed to make a baby. And Daphne's like, eh, seed? What is that? that? And then that's how she puts all the pieces together and realizes that the Duke said he couldn't have a kid, but what he meant was he didn't want a kid. She takes it as this huge betrayal, and she's like, you've you misrepresented the situation, you lied to me, blah, 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 you betrayed me, and he's like, Ultimately, the outcome was the same. I told you you wouldn't have kids with me, and I did not lie about that. Yeah, he said, I I cannot give you a child. Yeah, like, he, to be fair, he didn't, like, it's her fault that she took that as to mean, like, oh, something's wrong with you sexually or something, and you can't give me a baby. Like, the outcome is the same, and I, in the in the series, in the show, what ends up happening is that she they like have sex or whatever and she flips over gets on top and holds on to him even as he says like wait wait and essentially um prevents him from using his um preferred method of birth control the pull-out method um in the book that scene is worse Oh, damn. I know. I know. Now, what I will say is that in the show, he is trying to revoke his consent. And she knows that. Like, she knows that he doesn't want. She knows he wants to pull out. I'm trying not to be, like, super graphic sexually in this <laughs> language, but it's so weird. It's weird that the show is based off of this literal, like, mm. the other books are not this uh, graphic. Uh, whatever. Um she knows very well. That's why she flips over. That's why she gets on top. That's why she sits on him and like, doesn't move. So the fact that he is trying to get her off, like she is violating his sexual boundaries just because he went into this sex, this whatever, uh, as someone who wanted to have sex with her at no point in time. Did he say that he didn't want to pull out basically? Um, so she's violating his boundaries uh, violating his lack of consent. But in the book, girl, he's drunk. And so they've had this fight. He comes home. He's like so drunk. And she like puts him to bed and he, you know, he's being very like flirty. Cause he like, they've had a fight and he's like, I miss you. Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, Oh, you're drunk. It's fine. And you know, it's a book. So you're like getting her internal, narrative or whatever and she's like i could just take advantage of him he's so weak right now like i could do anything i want to him which is like why are you thinking that girl but all right um and so they kind of go to sleep and then he wakes her up and he's like aroused he wants to go for it he's still like half drunk and also asleep 
But she's like, okay, cool, let's do it. And then that's when the scene happens. And the, like, big controversy is, like, he was not in a position to consent to not pulling out, basically. But it happens in the book the way it does in the series and that she doesn't get pregnant from this encounter, um, which would have been way worse, even though it's already not good. Um, and then in the book, it's like a more way drawn out, like fight. Like Simon is pissed in the series. We see Simon being pissed, but the show makes us take Daphne's like side and her point of view. She never apologizes for it. She never like, she never listens to him explain how she violated him. Whereas in the book, there is a lot more work done to, sort of go into why he felt violated her apologizing, blah, blah, blah. But the series just kind of glosses over that. And I was not a fan. Mm. Yeah. I think uh, there was a lot of moments of how she doesn't know how much she wants to, but then, so also above all this stuff, like with the, the women being presented to town, there is the, the writer, the narrator of this, uh, program and mrs whistledown lady whistledown lady D- whistledown is the is the gossip girl <laughs> we're like she is it is the gossip, it's gossip it's, girl it's gossip girl of the year of yore so we are hearing all these stories that were like how do people know i thought the show was um was done in such a way that it was boring as hell. The first three season, uh, episodes, I was like, why am I watching this? I don't really watch period dramas like that. Anyway, I just, okay, why? But this one was really drawn out. And then when it was finally like, what? Oh my gosh. We also have like the stories of the other siblings. So there's mm-hmm. eight siblings, right? Mm-hmm. And they are in alphabetical order. Yes. And so when it comes to, we find, I didn't know we were going to find out who Lady Whistledown was. So when the that's revealed, I was like, well, that was kind of a weak reveal. I was surprised by that. You don't find out about that in the books until book four. Okay. I mean, I feel like they shouldn't have revealed it. I Maybe they thought they weren't going to have another season. Maybe that's what it was. But it was maybe. just kind of like very over underwhelming when you find out. And then... Did the you other, have an idea that it was her? At one point, because she was like talking so much about like writing. But then I thought it was Eloise. Mm. Because I was like, Eloise is always around. But it was just one point. But then I was like... How does she know so much stuff? Like there was some stuff that I was like, it, it, it can't be make that sense. girl. No. So uh, when they revealed it, I was like, that's weird. And then it finishes with, you know, so after Daphne and the Duke get to a point of, I guess she wasn't pregnant. So they were able to reconcile what happened. It was still again, like Daphne girl, what you want from this? Because all y'all bitches from yesteryear are fertile as hell. So y'all just want to be pregnant all the time. I don't get it. So she eventually gets pregnant. Surprise, surprise. And when they finish, they show the baby. And then he says, oh, I guess it has to start with an A. And I'm like, wait, are you doing the same tradition, too, of alphabetical children? It doesn't have to. Yes. And then I was like, wait a minute does he want more than one now? Like you fought so hard for this one. You, maybe you all should just relax. It's See, very they strange. Don't, that's the thing. Like in the book, they show more of a, like why he eventually realizes that his, Oh, I guess we should say the Duke 
had such a bad relationship with his father. So on his father's deathbed, he promised him that he would not be continuing the Hastings line, um, that the line was going to end with him. And that was like his father just wanted, you know, an heir. He wanted to keep his name going. And the Duke or Simon tells him, nah, I'm not having kids. So that's his whole reason in the book. They have like more of a conversation, like more of a journey for him when he realizes that literally that's the only reason like he actually loves kids like he loves Daphne. Um, the only reason he is preventing himself from having kids is because of this promise he made to his father. And so like Daphne and his friends like help him see like you are letting your father dictate your happiness still, even from beyond, you know, from the grave. And um, like, ultimately like the biggest fuck you to him would be you living your life exactly how you want to live and like being happy and having the joy however you want it so if the only reason you're not having kids is because you want to spite him that's not a great reason so they have like a come to jesus moment and he's like oh you're right i do want kids but they don't really show that in the series they don't so it's just kind of like oh daphne won simon is on board with having a kid now but ultimately, the show was, I thought it was a really good show. Primarily, let's be very clear. The panacea is giving us different kinds of things to watch. Wow, you really said panacea? Okay. Yes. Um, it's giving us different things to watch. And I thought this one was a really good one to break up the last, the, during the holidays. It was just like, well, this is different. Um, so I think people should watch it. I'm interested to see where they're going to take it. Because again, to me, it ended kind of like reveal the big the big secret they have a baby and then it literally ends and i'm like but i mean are they gonna where what it felt like the ending i mean you're right the ending definitely felt like it could have just been the end of the series like they wrapped everything up maybe they really weren't sure if they were gonna get a second season and uh so they really did tie everything up because like nobody really cares about anthony Anthony. Anthony. Then what's the other one's name? Benedict, Colin. Colin. Oh, there's too many of them. I just, there's too many it's of them. It's Anthony, Benedict, Colin, Daphne, Eloise, Francesca, Gregory, Hyacinth. Well, look at you. Don't you deserve a prize? I it's really one don't. of them and the other one, and then that, that little one. They, <laughs> yeah, Anthony's story is super weird, too, because in the book, they briefly mentioned that he had like a fling with an opera singer. But oh, that's yeah. not what that's not in the story, of course, because the book is about him falling in love with someone else. But oh, this whole season spoiler was, alert. <laughs> this whole season was like him and his affair with mm-hmm. this opera singer who's, you know, apparently lower class because she has to work for her money. I don't like this whole old timey mm. Sensibilities, my God! I mean, it's still kind of here, though. Kind of crazy. I mean, uh, <laughs> sex, sex work is work, y'all. Remember but that. She's not even a sex worker. Sex work is work, but she's not a sex worker. She's an opera singer. I don't know. She'd be working at fucking bar. <laughs> <laughs> you see, like, would, would you want to come with me and promenade around I'm my bed? That's what so she said to somebody. What, um, what I don't understand too, though, for the following seasons, this particular season, the Duke was central central to bringing the desired 18 to 42 age range, right? Like that's what they try to target people for. Sure. What is going to be his role with Anthony's story? Because if, if the Duke is not going to be on screen a lot, I'm not going to watch it. It's eight episodes. 
season. That's a lot of time without the like I don't, the only I reason i finished watching this first season is because i told you i would i was like like literally <laughs> in episode three i was like i still gotta watch this shit the episode oh. three was a lot because that's when i wanted to stop too but um yeah i will say so obviously the books are like focused specifically on that couple for each book but because it's a series and because so many people do love the duke um I'm sure that they will heighten his and Daphne's role in the second and beyond. Um, otherwise, yeah, it's no just, shade, but Anthony wasn't that cool. Like he wasn't he was that cute. cool. He was kind of mean. He was a, he was kind of the worst. And it was like he's playing the role of the thing I did. Uh, okay, so we've been patriarchy. talking about Bridgerton for so long. Yes, let's unpack the patriarchy. Go the ahead. patriarchy is so real that it's generational too, right? So the dad of of this family passes away, and then immediately Anthony is like the he is. He is the Viscount. He is the patriarchal figure now. And his mother is second to him. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this woman gave birth to you. And so there really is like he controls everything. He controls the narrative. He controls what they wear. He controls where they're going. It is so infuriating, especially since I know he has no real world experience because he's just been gallivanting across the little the, the town the ton and the other brothers also are very much like oh well he got it and it's just why why is it so important to have a man in charge and it takes me back to when Patriarch i bought my a scam it is when i bought my first home and in the state <laughs> okay, of georgia hello. excuse me her first home y'all she's on her second <laughs> home right now i am gonna be renting forever but <laughs> do not compare we are in different worlds you come to georgia you buy five houses that's how it works i'm telling you come to the south i want please. to please please but all that to say there's a and i don't know about other states i don't know this to be true for other states but for the state of georgia i had a sign that my property was going to be given to me so the undersign jenny uh-huh. Uh-huh. single woman <laughs> will be the owner of this property. I was like, uh, hold on, wait a minute. Why is that the comma after my name? <laughs> Why? And um, because the way that the law has worked is that a woman has to, the man, the man is the head of household, even on tax papers right now, today, it is listed that the man is head of household. Even if the woman makes money more than the husband that she is married to on the tax form, he has to be listed first because he's head of house. It is so infuriating. And the fact that they had to announce to the county and to the state <laughs> that I'm a single woman owning property, it physically made me upset because I was like, that's not even fair. Like, I'm certain that the paperwork for a man did not say the undersigned man's name, comma, single man. I'm certain they didn't say that. That's so weird. Yeah, no, the patriarchy is, is bad. Uh, hot take. <laughs> this <laughs> just Patriarchy did. bad. Um, yeah, no, the show, we can wrap it up because we're talking too much about this damn show. Uh, Bridgerton, watch it, I guess, if you want uh, to no, if you want to see like a hot guy, yeah, watch it for that because go there. He's pretty he hot. It's pretty cute. Um, but otherwise, it's fine. 
Also, I do want to just make it clear. A lot of people are like, oh, it's a Shonda show. It's actually not a Shonda show in the way yes. that a Grey's Anatomy or a Scandal were. It is a show produced by Shonda's company, Shondaland, uh, under her massive Netflix deal. But it is not. Shonda is not involved in the day-to-day of this show. I wish she would have been. Same. Honestly, same. Okay, I was going to find you an Am I the Asshole. Did you find Oh, I was like, are you going to say something? I thought you were going to say something. (laughs) (laughs) You just stared at me. Uh, Did you find one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was going to do Valentine's Day. I love a Valentine's... Oh, I'm going to hate this, aren't I? Probably. I don't know. I haven't read the whole thing. I've only read the headline. Also, when we release this, it's not going to be Valentine's Day. Oh, that's... It's fine. Um, Is... Am I the asshole? Um, Holds, please. Am I the asshole for being upset about my husband's Valentine's gift? Mm, yes. I know. <laughs> Wait, no. I, a uh, 44-year-old female, have been married to my husband, 45 male, for 21 years. Oh, they were babies. Damn. Golly. Seriously. He truly is a wonderful man who would do anything for me, and normally we are very happy together and love each other more than anything. Mm, okay. My husband's birthday is February 13th, so he gets back-to-back holidays with Valentine's Day. He had a difficult childhood, and there were times when he didn't always get things on holidays, so I try to make sure he's taken care of. So for his birthday yesterday, I bought him a cameo birthday message from Mick Foley. A few vinyl... I need to look this up, but I'm pretty sure Mick Foley is (laughs) the wrestler Mankind from from wrestling. Uh, (laughs) Does he do something else now? Yeah, Mick Foley is Mankind. Okay. Dang, I didn't know he was still around. He's also an actor currently. Uh, I don't know, whatever. He's a wrestler. Um, Bought him a cameo birthday message from Mick Foley, a few new vinyl albums to go with a record player I got him for Christmas. I went into town to pick up fresh seafood, shrimp, crab legs, steak, scallops, the steak was misplaced in that uh, parenthetical, but okay, for us to make his birthday dinner, and I made him a three-tier cake with decorations and sprinkles. For Valentine's Day, I got two of my kids a pack of hot cocoa bombs I ordered two weeks out, my oldest son chocolate-covered pretzels from our favorite candy place, my husband a decent-sized box of sugar-free chocolates from the same candy place, and I even got my oldest son's girlfriend chocolates from her favorite place. Okay, I set everything up with signed cards in the dining room so everyone had something nice when they woke up. I got home from errands this afternoon and there was a gift from my husband, a card and a two pack, uh, uh, sorry, a two dollar pack of 100 calorie uh, chocolate covered pretzel sticks. (laughs) I tried to hide my disappointment, but I just wanted to cry. It wasn't the gift itself. It was a thought and the effort behind it. My husband said he bought the pretzels a few days ago when I was having diabetes related issues. I told him he didn't have to buy me candy or anything expensive. He then asked me, did you really want me to put forth the effort you put into my birthday? That was my birthday. Um, I felt guilty. I, mm, I felt guilty and apologized. But honestly, after my daughter looked at the situation, she told me flat out there was no effort put into the gift. My husband is now mad and not talking to me. Mm. Okay. Immediate thoughts. 
So one Valentine's, I was doing a secret Cupid. And it was a $15 maximum that we had for a gift exchange in the office. And we included staff members and interns. And we made it very clear to the interns they did not have to participate if they didn't want to because... They didn't get paid, and we also were doing a $15 situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody's pockets. Don't want to make anybody feel bad. My person, I got them, I think, a necklace. Very thoughtful, I think, and they really enjoyed it. The person who got me gave me two bags of Halloween candy and $5 taped to a piece of paper. I say all this to say. Wait, Halloween candy on Valentine's Day? On Valentine's Day. I don't know how they were (laughs) able to do it, but they did it. And as as I was like, I said thank you wholeheartedly. It was, to me, one of the worst collections of things that you could give somebody. But I still took it as a, you know, they did the best they could. That was probably $6 that... They had they can spend somewhere else and they spent it on me. The five dollars cash, and I, I assume they only paid a dollar for the candy. But <laughs> as I hear this story, I do think that this is one of those things of she did not have to go so hard. I guess she wanted to do a really great thing for her husband, which I think is great. But I she doesn't tell us what he's done before. Mm-hmm. So I just can only assume that this is kind of typical. She goes all out. He probably doesn't go that all out for her. And if I'm not defending him, she can be, she can not feel that it was an appropriate give, but it does sound that he did try to think of something that would make sense for her needs at the time. And I think it's stupid that he's not talking to her. That's just outrageous. You guys are 40 five and 44 mm-hmm. talk to your partner but i do think that in the question and i said yes if someone gives you something take it for what it's worth it's not going to be the same that you put it so i think they should talk a little bit more about it but i don't think you should go that hard for him again girl not for his birthday or any other holiday because a three-tier cake that's a lot of work yeah so uh, the problem is that the problem is that his birthday is so close to Valentine's Day that it almost feels like the things that she does for his birthday are part of also their Valentine's Day. Like, at least for me, it would make sense for her to be like, this is for the combined holiday. Because if you just look at what she got him, what she said she got him for Valentine's Day, that was small. That was just a little thing of chocolate or whatever. So in theory, she goes all out for his birthday because it's also her Valentine's Day gift for him. You know, you see what I'm saying? I see it. So mm-hmm. I, we would also have to know, like, what does he do for her birthday? Mm-hmm. Um, what is their previous Valentine's Day? Like, I mean, his birthday's been the same day since then, like his whole life. So presumably they've come across this before. What are previous years like? Is this something that just came up? Like, if they've been married for 21 years, then he knows or you would think that he knows how much she cares about valentine's day like so knowing that then yeah no she's not the asshole because i mean unless he's just been living under a rock or they have not communicated their needs in 21 years which is possible um he probably knew that valentine's day was a big deal for her and he got her a bag of 
chocolate covered pretzels or 100 calorie pack? Sugar, yeah, yeah, 100 calorie pack, probably sugar free. But now it all makes sense about the she sugar died, free. She's she diabetic. She yeah. did say that a couple of times. Here's the thing, y'all. Valentine's Day, as much as I love it, I don't think people need to go that crazy for it, especially because it does sound exactly like that. I mean, if you do, if you take away the birthday, it was comparable gifts. You got him two packs of candy. Mm-hmm. He got you two packs of co- chocolate covered pretzels. And you got everybody candy, ma'am. Everybody got everybody a sweet got thing. Candy. So I just. I, Dad I, is being hella loud. He's being normally loud. That's what he does. <sighs> All I can do is mute it. I told them what I was doing. But um, yeah, good luck for next year. I hope he talks to you again. And I hope he flexes on your birthday. I hope so too. That was uh, that was a weird one, but uh, it is what it is. It do be like that, um, but like <laughs> I said, <laughs> I would also the also the reason that I'm just like mm, it's fine. He got you something is because sometimes I do think I'm getting like the best gift for somebody, and it's it's falls short. So. I don't know. I do think he, he probably knew he, he knew yeah, he wasn't he, getting her the best gift. He knew he wasn't thinking that hard. So in the future, sir, always get something more. I mean, he always. did get her a card, but the it's the hundred calorie snack packs. <laughs> That's the part because it wasn't even a sixty pack of the hundred calorie snack. It sounded like it was two. It was two. It was two. Like, where do you even buy that? <laughs> like the the gas station. Like, yeah, yeah, that is definitely a gas station gift for sure. Which is pretty whack because you could buy gift cards at gas stations now. So he could have done a Sephora or something. Hello. But, mm, well, we, we can't fix every relationship. That's all. Or I know. any relationship. Yeah, I, guess. <laughs> I mean that is not what we're building ourselves as. Mm-mm. What is bringing you joy? What is making the world suck a little less? Or what are you looking forward to this week? (laughs) However you want to answer that. However I want to answer that. Oh, oh my gosh. So this is super cute. Ah, whatever. I'm looking forward to it. Anyway, it is next week, but um, I are my college is actually doing a lot of alumni events, and they are all virtual. And this or next week, we're going to be doing a chocolate tasting. So they're going to send me like a box of like all this like fair trade chocolate, and it's going to have like different flavors. Like I saw the picture, and it said like peanut butter and jelly chocolate. I'm like, what? what? So um, and they're going to have like a curated conversation with some chocolate taster or something online. So I'm looking forward to that. That's cool. Did you have to pay for that? Yes. You have to pay for almost all the little things, but it's cool because they send you stuff. So the last yeah, one, no. that is cool. the last one I did was in January and it was a, uh, was it sip and paint mm. online? And it was really cool. We were, and it was like, like so specific to the college so it's like the the 
opportunity way, uh, opportunity drive that they have. So it was really cute. And my painting came out nice. The only thing I told them, my feedback was I should have had more paints because I didn't know. They send you these little things Mm. and it was only like $12 or something. So it was really cute. This one, um, is a little bit more expensive. It's $25, but it's enough candy for, to last you a while. They said, so my, I was only asking because my, my college did an alumni event similar to that. Um, I think it was like in the fall or something, but it was a wine tasting and Richard and I, uh, went to the same college and we were looking at like, Oh, maybe we should do this event girl. Cause they, they would like send you wine from like a local vineyard. It was like $150 a person. And I was like, that's a no for me. (laughs) Yeah. That's a little pricey. Ours is, is a little, but it's a small college. Right. So I think it really is dependent on the school, but also have you noticed, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I've noticed that there's a ton of groups doing these box sets. So whether it's, uh, the nail polish I got you or the oh. books I bought. It's all the same kind of box. Like yeah. it opens with the flap and then it has a little description on it. I'm like, everybody's ma- everybody's doing a box for something. Oh, you were talking so, about the actual box. The actual box, yeah. <laughs> um, everybody loves a box. And then I try to reuse it, but you can't because it has all these freaking this graphics on it that when someone else gets the box, they'll be like, oh, I didn't get the what's in this box. Y'all, give me an empty mm. box so I can mm. use this box again. Y'all, because at this point, it's just another walk to the recycling center. It's true. It's I'm true. all about a box, a reusable box. I'm trying to think of what is bringing me joy. <laughs> what am I looking forward to? I don't know. Mm. Uh, couldn't tell you. My plants. There it is. Okay. We're <laughs> going somewhere. I'm enjoying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll go with this. Um, things that are bringing me joy. Because I am on my sabbatical, I have had some, you know, more time, free time to really, uh, what is the word? Tend to my plants. I have amassed a pretty sizable plant collection just in this Okay, oxygen. <laughs> Give me all the oxygen. All in the uh, house. Photosynthesis. What? Uh, um, yeah, so I've, I, it's, some would say it's a problem. I wouldn't say that, but <laughs> Richard probably would. Um, anyway, so I, I took some time this week to, um, cause I've been needing to like repot some stuff and also prop, I've been propagating a bunch of stuff. Let's talk about propagation. I feel like, here we go here we go i feel like this is not something that before i became a plant person i really knew about but did you know that when you get plants you can just make other plants like i actually did know that that is of not having a plant my mother loves plants so i know it very well yeah and my mom has had this one plant for decades Mm -hmm. And yes, I, it's a lot of work. I, my hat's down to, I don't wear hats, but if I had a hat, I would pull it down and like tip it. Tip it. I was like, why are you pulling it down? Don't you take it off and go. Are you hiding from the paparazzi? But don't you you take it and then you present it? Is that not bringing it down? That's not bringing it down. That's a tip. You're tipping the hat. But. Do you tip it like, I don't know. There's something about a hat. And if I had a hat, I'll give you the hat to say, I appreciate what you do. She would do the hat stuff. Doobadoob hat Uh, um, and prize. So yeah, I've been, 
I got to like repot some stuff and um, especially some of the stuff that I propagated. And just today now I will, I'm going to try not to do this, but I started dipping a toe. And by that, I mean, just peeking on the internet at some very rare plants. Oh, exactly. Oh my God. Like I'm talking about literally this is, this is wild. But if I just want, a cutting, not even a cutting with a leaf, just a node, like the freaking literal stem with just a little node of this one plant that I was looking at is two hundred dollars. Hi, okay, <laughs> all right. We need so to. So I'm saving. Mm-hmm, I'm saving that. Back. I know. I know. I'm not going to do that. I'm not. I might just buy two hundred dollars worth of a lot of plants. Oh but, my but, god! Where are you putting these plants? Oh, no, I'm asking the questions. I need to know where they're going. Anyway, that's what I'm enjoying. And um, I'm going to try not to. I need to close the tab for that expensive ass node. Uh, if anybody listening, if anyone is listening, <laughs> is anyone they out are there? Listening. Is they anyone are. out there? They are. I got a text message whilst we're filming this from Emily who says, OMG, the Get Funny Love Actually episode is hilarious. So. Emily is They're behind, listening. girl. But they are it's listening. fine. She's listening. Um, it's called catching up. My <laughs> some God. People, some people do like to binge it. But I will say, if anyone is listening and they have any rare plants, specifically a Thai constellation monstera um, or any sort of variegated monstera, and you have a node, you have a cutting that you would like to give to me for a nominal fee, please do. I'm going to tell you right now, if it costs $200 <laughs> to get the node, a full plant costs what, like $600? So much money, Jenny. So, so much money. I don't want to be in our listeners' pockets, but I can almost guarantee you don't know that most of our listeners are not spending $600 on a plant. Yeah, but I feel like I know some people, some plant people who have spent comparable amounts of money to get a node or a cutting and if those have uh, transformed into larger plants i'm just saying if you got it share it <laughs> i would also almost guarantee that if they invested in that i'm sure they're trying to get a return on their investment so they're not so uh, we're giving this podcast for free oh, if they're listening, if they're listening yeah. to the podcast they're getting content listener I'm- I'm trying to protect you, but if you Look, do, just, I think you are right. You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So go right ahead. Yeah. Shoot it. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm, I'm stepping out. Go ahead. Jesus. I'm, I'm over here trying to be an influencer <laughs> on plant, plant world and you plant talk. How dare you? Oh, anyway, <laughs> if you are out there, do it. If we could get a plant sponsor, what is a good one? Oh, yeah. Miracle Grow? Oh. Wow, she said Miracle Grow. The Sill uh, Bloomscape. I'm going to cut this because I can't be giving them content for free. (laughs) (laughs) Leave this in here until we get someone to listen to it. I am here for it. And I love it. Thanks for listening to Get Funny. We hope you laughed. But if you didn't, we did. (laughs) We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. (laughs) We killed it. Crushed it.